0: not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today, Pastor Sexton talks about a true prayer revival that happened in our country. And now, here is Pastor Sexton. Thank you for joining us today. I, I want to talk to you about something I hope will make a difference. I've been thinking about one, one thing all through this coronavirus ordeal that we're going through. And that is, what is God doing? What circumstantial things are going on that the Lord is working on our behalf? You know, sometimes we we learn from the Bible that sometimes God turns things against us because he's for us. Sometimes God turns things, people against us because he's for us. The truth of the matter is we can be very disappointed dealing with something. Then we find out later it was for us, not against us. And we establish in our thinking always that God is always for us. And he is. I believe God's thoughts are for me, and he tells us what his thoughts are of us. And so I'm praying that the Lord will use all these circumstantial things to prod us in such a way that we'll look to him. I don't think the circumstances will cause revival, but they could prod us in a way that we look to the Lord with such sincerity of heart, with godliness and simplicity, as the Apostle Paul wrote to Corinth and 2 Corinthians that it will cause us to be as thoroughly right with God as possible. That's what we're praying for. And we need to declare our dependence upon God. One of the evangelists who's a member of our church, Bob Holmes, called me today and said God had put on his heart that every person needs a declaration of dependence. You and I need a declaration of dependence upon God. As a nation, we have our declaration of independence. We declared our independence, and later we won a revolution, and and then the revolution was concluded with the establishment of a government, and uh, we worked our way through numbers of difficulties, elected George Washington, the first president of the United States, made a constitution, and then amended the constitution with a Bill of Rights and uh, that ensured our freedom to do what we're doing today, and we're grateful to God for it. And as we look over the history of America, we know that the records show that there were three great movings of God nationally, uh, revivals. First, early America in the the, uh, Great Awakening, in the Great Awakening. And then we call the second one the Second Great Awakening. And then in 1857 to 1859, there was the Great Prayer Meeting. It was a prayer meeting, a prayer revival, and the Lord worked mightily through lay people. And one of the most amazing stories is how it all started with Jeremiah Lampfear. There have been a number of accounts written, some books written about it, and uh, to record the details of it. I'm so happy that most of the details of the meeting uh, can, can be recorded for us or have been recorded, and we can refer to them. Uh, there's an article I hold in my hand that was written entitled "When Revival Ran Epidemic." <laughs> you know, uh, we think about disease being epidemic, but the work of God, the Holy Spirit moving in a mighty way, and revival being epidemic. There was a man who was born in Albany, Albany New York in 1809, whose name was Jeremiah Lampfear, and a, a sincere man, a sincere Christian, who made his way to New York City and was working in a church helping as a layperson, knocking on doors, visiting, and became greatly burdened for the condition of our country. And in this particular North Church, Dutch Reformed Church in lower Manhattan, he decided that he would have a series of prayer meetings. Believe it or not, they printed 20,000 pieces of literature to give out about the prayer meeting. And Lamphere just spent his days knocking on doors, visiting people, encouraging people to pray and believe God. Then he set a date. The date was September the 23rd at noon. And at September the 23rd at noon, 1857, he was starting a prayer meeting. He advertised that you could come for the entire hour or you could come just five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or stay for the whole hour, as your schedule would admit. And that's the way he wrote it they had a routine developed for the prayer meeting. And the prayer meeting would begin with a brief prayer and then uh, the singing of a hymn and a scripture reading. All of that would take no more than 10 minutes. Very brief. And then when it's very brief, they would uh, get prayer requests given to them. They'd pass up the prayer request they had to be written, and they were passed to them. And as the prayer requests were passed up, they'd pray for them. No one could go beyond the rule. The rule of prayer was that no prayer was over five minutes long. Think of that. Now, I'm sure a lot of people came in and wanted to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, but Mr. Lamphere made the rule that no prayer would be over five minutes. And so he had it all planned out. The launch date, as I said, September 23, 1857, He was on the third floor of one of the church rooms at noon after passing out all the flyers he could get out, and no one came. He sat there for half an hour. No one came. Then finally he heard the stairs creaking and somebody coming up, and one person came and joined him for the prayer meeting, and then others came in, a handful by the end of the hour— And the prayer meeting, what we know now as the great prayer revival, was launched. But it wasn't really a great prayer revival at the time. But God began to work. You know, when we do our part, God does His part. He's always doing His part when we do our part. And when we are doing our part, we can expect by faith that God will do His part. And what happened just a few weeks after the prayer meeting was launched... Uh, the date in October, Wall Street collapsed. And the greatest financial collapse in American history took place. People were desperate. And there on Fulton Street in Manhattan, they had started this prayer meeting. And people began in earnest to cry out to God and call out to God. I think Lamphere, of course, had no idea that the collapse of Wall Street was going to take place just days after he started his prayer meeting, but God did, and it happened. And as it happened, the Lord moved in a mighty way. And uh, as the Lord moved in a mighty way, the prayer meeting grew. Soon there were thousands of people gathering, 2,000 people in one location. Eventually, 100,000 people just in New York City alone were praying. But then there were prayer meetings developing all across America. In Chicago, 2,000 in prayer. In Louisville, Kentucky, several thousand in prayer. In Cleveland, Ohio, St. Louis, Missouri. Prayer meetings everywhere. And at the peak of this prayer revival, just led by lay people, there were tens of thousands of people every week coming to know Christ. They estimate now that More than a million people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior in this mighty prayer revival led by laymen in America. I think this is a time when all of us could pray in earnest for the same thing, could ask God to work in our hearts. We're having time in our homes we haven't had for a long time, lots of time, and the greatest work we do is homework in our homes but the greatest work that God does in us is in our hearts. Is your heart in tune with the Lord? Have you declared your dependence upon the Lord? It ought to be our declaration of dependence. I've prepared something that can be printed, downloaded, so you can use it to remind you of your declaration of dependence upon God. And I hope you'll hear the story and read more about the life and ministry of Jeremiah fear and how God used him in such a mighty way to begin the great prayer revival in America. All of us who know the Lord and love the Lord and serve the Lord have been praying for revival, praying for God to work. We would never have chosen such a means, never have thought of such a thing as using a, a contagious disease. but is it what the Lord is using? Is this what God is doing? Will it turn us to the Lord? Will it bring a national prayer revival? Will it bring you and me to our declaration of dependence upon God? I pray so. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.